All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon, it's Jacinta Burton with your Tuesday afternoon headlines. Premier Mark McGowan has shrugged off his defamation draw with mining magnate Clive Palmer, hailing the hard border and the bill to thwart his $30 billion damages claim among the finest moments in recent history. After a two-year legal battle, the federal court this morning found the pair to have defamed one another during the very public war of words over the border policy, Mr Palmer's stalled iron ore project, and the passing of top-secret legislation designed to halt his damages claim. While labelling the reputational damage minor, Justice Michael Lee determined Mr McGowan should pay $5,000 to Mr Palmer and Mr Palmer should fork out $20,000 in damages to Mr McGowan. In handing down the determination, Justice Lee lashed the pair for racking up considerable legal costs at the expense of WA taxpayers and diverting significant court resources away from more serious matters. Addressing the media this afternoon, Mr McGowan made no apologies for the actions that led to the legal spat, declaring he would go to his grave proud of what the state government did. Mr McGowan was also quizzed about his relationship with media muggle Kerry Stokes, the text messages they exchanged regarding the bill and the impact of front-page articles depicting Mr Palmer as various pests. But he refuted insinuations Mr Stokes was the only one informed of the move, claiming a host of politicians, legal advisers, industry leaders and journalists were also aware. Mr McGowan also stood by beleaguered Attorney-General John Quigley, whose evidence was labelled confusing and confused and all over the shop by Justice Lee. The delivery of today's court verdict has only intensified mounting pressure from the state's opposition for major changes within the ministerial cabinet, with opposition leader Mia Davies calling on the Premier to wake up and saying it was clearly time for Mr Quigley to go. And in other news, the nation's benchmark interest rate has been lifted 50 basis points by the central bank today to be 1.85%. The move is the fourth consecutive increase in the official cash rate by the Reserve Bank of Australia, with the rate hitting its highest level since 2016. According to the RBA's data, the bank had never raised rates at four consecutive meetings since the beginning of the inflation targeting era back in the early 1990s. It follows last week's news of the continued acceleration of inflation, which was 6.1% in the year to June, less than many forecasters had been predicting. In Perth, inflation had been 7.4% for the past 12 months. And mining sector leaders Jake Klein and Sharon Warburton said today the sector as a whole needed to recognise that more action was needed to achieve respectful workplaces. Ms Warburton, who serves on the boards of Northern Star Resources, West Farmers and Contractor Tease, said the necessary response included more reporting on problems in the sector. Mr Klein said that the sector was very early in the journey to achieve better outcomes. He acknowledged the importance of the recent WA parliamentary report on sexual assault and harassment in the industry and Rio Tinto's public review of workplace culture. Mr Klein added that the problems identified in these reports extended widely. He said the vast majority of people in the industry were respectful and well-intentioned, but he said there also needed to be greater recognition that all people across industry needed to take action, and not just leaders. And coming up next, senior editor Mark Pownall talks about how global volatility is changing how and where fund managers are choosing to invest. We understand that business relies on being informed. 
That's why Business News is your most reliable source of news, industry insights and business connections. To stay fully informed, we encourage you to subscribe to our emails, flick through our magazine and visit businessnews.com.au for daily news updates. It's the best way to ensure you have the information you need to be future ready. Business News. More news, more insights, more connections. Mark Pownall took a broad view of Perth's fund management sector for our latest edition of Business News and tomorrow he'll join me to discuss his work on that feature. Today though I want to talk about his accompanying opinion piece that covered some of the insights he gained from some conversations he'd had for that piece and I'm joined by Mark now. Mark, thanks for being here. Thank you. Mark, you write in your piece about how conversations you have had with fund managers has focused your attention on how local investment is affected by global volatility. What threats are you referring to specifically? Uh, Well, I don't think it's any secret that uh, we've seen uh, China, pretty much our biggest customer, uh, become a bit more uh, throwing its weight around the region and the world. Uh, And it is positioning itself as the dominant player in the Pacific area and trying to get a lot more um, security of supply, uh, if not from Australia, elsewhere. So I guess automatically we face well we've already seen that we face things like you know barley and wine and coal uh have have had issues getting into that country just because it wanted to you know give us a hard time i suppose and equally it is investing heavily in iron ore production uh in africa to try and provide some competition to diminish the value of our iron ore so those are two examples and of course we've all seen the stuff really around the election time and subsequent around the Pacific and its uh, its efforts to have a bigger footprint in the Pacific area. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is obviously notable but it would seem as if China's assertiveness in the region is probably of the most importance to Australia. Well those two things are tied together and uh, I think the, the point of this is Russia is alienating itself from Europe and China is trying to dominate the region, uh, the Southeast Asia and Pacific region, and in a way alienating itself on this side. And those two as a block are quite powerful. I mean, I'm not, you know, not sort of inventing anything new here. Um, they don't, historically, they don't get on pretty well. So uh, I'm, I'm not sure that we should worry about it that much. But for the time being, um, it has a huge effect. And that invasion um, is you know, affecting grain and oil and energy, and it's having a big impact on us. Energy prices just in our own country are going up because of the war in Russia. But, of course, it's deeper than that. And there are, I mean, I definitely believe there are opportunities in it, even if there are threats. Well, I'm glad you mentioned opportunities because, as you write, all of this puts Australia globally at a competitive disadvantage. I mean, is there really any positive, let alone opportunities, to be drawn from Russia and China asserting dominance in their respective regions? Well, you know, you've always, you know, every cloud has a silver lining, so you've got to look at it that way. And I think, first of all, the actions, I mean, really, I think over the last three years, perhaps probably since the pandemic and even before that, uh, there's plenty of people that have realised we have got all our eggs in one basket here. China has been everything. And every business person knows, you, you know, you don't want to be over-reliant on one single customer. You need diversification. So, all right, if China, I don't believe China is ever going to be 
in a position to not take what we offer, especially in some of those key commodities. But this does allow us to look at other markets. And I make the point that Brazil supplies China with iron ore, so there's no reason why we couldn't supply Europe. And then in there's some very particular areas, such as they call them battery minerals, but I think it's broader than that. It's all technology minerals. China has a monopoly over a lot of this. If they don't have a monopoly over the actual commodity itself or the mineral, they have in many cases a monopoly over its processing and production. And this is a big opportunity for us, I think, because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of intellectual property in that. That's value add. It can be done here, which is something we all want. And because of that, because of its importance, actually, to not just all these modern consumables that we have, and motor cars, and industrial production, but also military applications. If you don't have those technology minerals, you're in a very difficult space and not competitive. So we are strategically very important in that and look and of course there's the pure battery stuff we're already the world's biggest supplier of lithium so it's important and i think that is a big opportunity and finally the other opportunity i think is you know southeast asia sort of looked to china and i do believe they must be wondering what is going on now their choice but in those democracies i believe they'll start to say hang on perhaps we have got more in common with australia and we could do more trading with australia direct Some interesting insight in this piece, Mark. You can read more in our latest edition or online at businessnews.com.au. In the meantime, Mark, thanks for your time. Thank you. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.